Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I am Pastor Ruth Gardner and we are starting our series on tonight uh, in the beginning, the study of Genesis. And we are now going to dive into chapters 21 and chapters 22. So um, at this time, we're going to have prayer. And then next voice you'll hear is me. <laughs> okay so uh pastor john can you please uh go ahead and open this up in prayer dear heavenly father god we thank you god for joining us together god one more time god to speak of you and to learn of you god we pray that you open up our hearts and our minds to receive whatever it is that you have for us god and throughout the course of this lesson god just Give us fresh, fresh revelation, God. Speak to us in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, God. Let our spirits be glad and jump for joy as you just download fresh word into us, God. I pray, God, for our teacher on today, God, that you just continue to use her, keep her in our health, God, and God, just continue to bless her, God. And Lord, we just forever give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So now we're gonna go ahead and get into the lesson we have gone through the book of genesis from chapter one and now we are wrapping it up um this will be the last two chapters that we'll be studying in this series um and we're going to go ahead and move on to another another study um Thinking about this book that I have, um, but we'll talk about it at the end. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go and listen to the chapters in Genesis, book of Genesis. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And we're going to get started. And God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so they could have children again. For the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving, because of Abraham's wife gracious to Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. 
when his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. <laughs> who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his own age. The child grew and was weak. And on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, You get rid of that slave woman and her son. For that slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son. Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and yourself. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the servant into a nation also because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. At that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Now swear to me here before God that you will not deal falsely with me or my children or my descendants. Show to me in the country of the young side as a foreigner the same kindness I have shown to you. Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You did not tell me, and I heard about it only today. So Abraham brought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. And the two men made a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs you've set apart by themselves? He replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So that place was called Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath there. After the treaty had been made at Beersheba, 
Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham. Father. Yes, my son. Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. This way. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. Lord, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Sometime later, Abraham was told, Milka is also a mother. She has borne sons to your brother Nabor. Uz, the firstborn, Buzz, his brother, Kimuel, the father of Aram, Kesed, Peso, Pildash, Jitlap, 
and Bethel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. Milcah bore these eight sons to Abraham's brother Nahor. His concubine, whose name was Rumah, also had sons. Teba, Geham, Tahati, 127 years old. Died of Kiriath Arba. Okay. That is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. All right. And Abraham. Now it goes into talks about the death of Abraham. I mean, Isaac. I mean, Sarah. Okay. So, so many things. So many things. Um. Something else I just, just heard too. So let's look at what we got going on here. So take my face off this camera. So they um we have chapter 21 and chapter 22, as we see in chapter 21. Isaac is born. Okay. And his name was given to him by his mother. And it means laughter. So that's the one who has the name that means laughter. It wasn't Sarah. It was Isaac. Isaac name means laughter. And um, they were, as you know, they were very old. They were very, very old in age. I do believe uh, Abraham was 100 years old. And I think Sarah was 90 at the time when she gave birth. And uh, so everything is fine, everything is, is hunky-dory, everybody's happy, young man is weaned. What it means by that is that he grew and he was no longer, you know, taking, you know, the Bible, but, you know, I mean, a bottle was no longer that he was on the bottle, he was no longer on the breast. So that's what it means by being weaned. Um, he was, you know, he got to an age where he no longer was on breast milk, but now he's eating solid food. And for some reason, it was it was it was a big thing to be weaned, and they celebrated. So while this was going on, we noticed uh, Sarah noticed how Ishmael is you know mocking Isaac. Now, I do believe that at this time, Ishmael was about 13 years old when Isaac was born. So, and if he's a young man, he's got to be well into his late teens, maybe even early 20s at this point. So, he's going to make a note of that. Um, but even though in the desert, when, when um, Abraham had told, sent them away, God said, go get the boy. So maybe he wasn't that old, maybe not 20, but maybe in his late teens. Um, so that's probably why, you know, she was upset over the fact that, you know, he was, he was mocking her and, 
mocking Isaac and um, Sarah didn't like it. So when we heard her on the tape, <laughs> she was real upset. I don't know who the actress is. <laughs> I really want to know who the actress is that played Sarah because she, <laughs> she was hot. She did. <laughs> she did a good uh, reenactment of her anger. Because the other time she yelled before and she scared me. This time she kind of scared me, but it was kind of funny how she just, get out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I got to find out who the actress is. But anyway, so here we see where now Hagar and Ishmael are sent away and um, they're out in the wilderness. And Hagar had set the boy down and he, she walked away because she didn't want to see him die. That was her son. She couldn't sit there and watch her son die. So she walked away. But God called unto her and told her, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Um, he's not going to die. And he is going to be a, he's going to make him a great nation. And so God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So he grew up and he became an archer. And then he also married a, a woman from Egypt. Um, so God provided for her and had an Ishmael. And God spared Ishmael because of his relationship with Abraham, God's relationship with Abraham. And here we see again, because of God, because of Abraham's relationship with God, another life was spared. We talked about last week, Last week, we talked about Lot and how Lot's life was only spared once again because of Abraham. And now we see God stepping in and doing the same thing, granting the same favor with Ishmael. Not even Hagar, Ishmael. He told Hagar, don't worry, the son, your son won't die because I'm going to make him a great nation. So because of Ishmael's relationship with Abraham, God spared Ishmael. That was his son. He was not the chosen one, but he came from Abraham's loins. And he promised Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Now, he did say that the chosen one, the lineage that he chose was through Isaac because he wanted it from his, him and his wife. Um, the lineage had to be pure, it couldn't be tainted. Hagar was technically not his wife, Sarah, was his wife. So therefore, the chosen 
one had to come through the lineage of Isaac, not Ishmael. But because God promised Abraham that he was going to be a father of many nations, he had to, um, um, what's I want to say? He had to stand by his word. So he blessed Ishmael because of that. And he didn't allow Ishmael to die because of Abraham. Anybody got any questions or any comments about that? Okay, so what do we see here? What do we see here? We see God's provision. Because even when we go down to the test, let's go to, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip the latter part of um, 21. I want to go down to chapter 22. And we look at how it says sometime later, we don't know how long that was. It was just a period of time. Later, after all of this, God tested Abraham and he said to Abraham to take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him. So he tells Abraham to take his son, his only son, and sacrifice him on a mountain that he's going to show him. So Abraham gets up the next day, loads up his donkey, get all that he needs, all the provisions that he needs, you know, his knife, wood, you know, for the burnt offering, and he sets out. And they go on a journey, and he goes out to find this place to sacrifice his son. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> How would you, be honest, would you have the same mindset of Abraham? If God told you to sacrifice your son? No, I wouldn't. I, I would be, I would say I'll be much more apprehensive. Um, maybe eventually, but you know, I, I know me. I, I I need all the like. What do you mean, God? Like I need all the details first. <laughs> so, like, are, it, I'm or sorry, I probably I'm laughing at with them, just about a rebuking stuff. So I don't know. I'm I'm laughing at Shami because Shami got capital letters. No exclamation point. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the, she's on with us. She can't talk, but she's listening. Oh, uh, I know. It was like, you know, it, he, and when you look at and when you read it, it's like, he just said, okay, got up, got the stuff. I said, come on, son, we're going to go up here and, you know, sacrifice. And I just said, I would need to know why. Right. I was like, okay. Um, maybe I didn't hear him correctly. You know, let me fast. <laughs> Yeah, I would question that. Like, is this God or is this a mother spirit speaking to me? <laughs> exactly. <I'm> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it would be like, yo, um, 
Mm, the devil is a liar. <laughs> somebody preached that. And it was <laughs> somebody told me to go sacrifice their son. But the devil is a liar. I'll bind you, Satan. <laughs> and they were going off, you know, rebuking the devil. I mean, rebuking God, talking about he's the devil. But here we see Abraham. He just got right up took all his stuff that he needed and got up there, got to the mountain. Um, the little boy, you know, he had to be a little boy because he said, Father, I don't see the lamb. He said, the fire and the wood is here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And God and Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb. Once again, God provides. God provides. And so, so Abraham in his mindset is like, this, this, this is going to be something going to kick off, something going to jump off. Cause I know he tell me, even if I do it and, you know, and I sacrifice him, he must going to give me another one. And I think that was the mindset that Abraham had that, okay, you tell me to sacrifice my son. Okay. I'll sacrifice him. I guess we're going to have another one then. Cause, um, how, how, because then, because you think about it, God's promising him that he's going to be a father of many nations. And it was through his son that him and Sarah has, this nation was going to come to be. So how is that going to be if you tell me to kill him? Now he said, he didn't say through this particular son but he did say a son that him and Sarah is going to have. So maybe Abraham's thinking, okay, well, if it's not this one, me, me and Sarah's probably going to have another kid. You know, okay, I don't know, God, I don't know what you're doing. This is something new, but you know what? I'm going to follow your lead. Because he ties him up and he lays him down and he raises his hand. And he was getting ready to slay him. But the angel of the Lord called him and stopped him. It was a test. It was a test. And we know that Isaac, and, and, and this can be preached and, and broke down in so many different ways because people talked about the promise. Isaac was the promise. Are you willing to sacrifice your promise? Are you willing to give up the very thing that God promised you? God promised you this. How, how willing are you? How much, how willing are you to give it up? Like how serious, how, how much are you willing to give it up? That's what I'm trying to say. How much are you willing to give up the very same thing that God promised you, you get it, you have it in your hands. And now God is telling you to give it away. Like, I mean, nothing can compare to, you know, you having a child and God's telling you to sacrifice your child, but like, what if you have your car, your dream car? You just got your dream car. And God said, go get the keys to sister so-and-so. That itself is even. I'm rebuking that too. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, uh-uh, no. Um, get behind me, Satan. Or you got your home. Brand new home built from the ground. And God says, Go get the keys to go down to the homeless shelter. And, and, and I'm going to tell you who to give the keys to with the blood of Jesus. You know, but, but, <laughs> but 
But what if? And these are just materialistic things. Here we are talking about flesh and blood. But that this shows just how much Abraham trusted God. You know, and when I think about this and how he was just going, just went up there, got the wood, he didn't hesitate, he didn't question, he didn't turn his plate down for seven days, he didn't, you know, call his prayer partner, he didn't, he didn't send up a fleece. He the Lord told him he got up the next day and just went. It was like God was telling him to do, and he just did. That's that that faith that we talked about. Remember that faith, that unquestionable faith, that faith where he just gets up and goes. Who was I calling it? I said it before. I'm trying to see if I can find it in my notes. What is that faith that he just got right up and he just did? Immediate obedience, that's what it was. That's what I called it, but immediate obedience. He got up, he obeyed God, he just did it. And no questions asked. He didn't ask a question, why? Why, Lord, this is a promise. You promised me this son. Why are you telling me to sacrifice him? I don't understand. Now, mind you, when the angels of the Lord came to kill Sodom and Gomorrah, Look how he was asking God, oh God, please don't be mad at me. What about if, if you find 50? Oh, what about 45? What about 30, 30, 35, 40, 40? You know, he was going all the way down, questioning about this destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. But here he's telling him, go and sacrifice your son. And you're like, he's like, okay. Immediate obedience. When God told him to do, he did not hesitate. He did. And that is where, and, and that other thing about it is, is that, see, Abraham's relationship with God was solid. There was no doubt, no waver, no question as to whether or not it was another spirit or not. He knew the voice of the Lord. He knew without a doubt that was God speaking to him, telling him to do. Now, would you, I mean, if you knew for without a doubt that it was the Lord God telling you to do this, would you still do it? Would you still be apprehensive? Because I know we all say, you know, this may be another spirit. We got to find out. But what do you know without a doubt is the Lord God telling you to do it? to harm another human being that it, it's 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 very deep <laughs> it's very it's very like ooh ah this is a tough one but abraham believed god and it was a test and then he passed the test and god tells him don't lay your hands on him and then he looks over and there is in the thicket a ram caught in the bush so the lord so, so Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. Who could tell me what that is? What's what's which what what is that one? What is the name? What Jehovah Jireh? Yes, Jehovah Jireh. 
Yep. So now we know him as a provider, Jehovah Jireh. So, um, and to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. So now it's like when God, and here's the thing, this is the takeaway with this. When God provide, when God gives you a commandment or God gives you instructions, always know that God, the Lord will provide. You know, a lot of us uh, want to step out in faith. A lot of us want to step out and do. We believe that God is giving us direction, even with the move to here. I believe God. And when we left Jersey, it was like, God, I know this is you. I believe this is you. And we left. We came down here. Was it rough? Yeah, in the beginning it was. It was. It was very difficult, um, you know, but the Lord God provided and he set us up and he set us up very well. And we're been, we've been here now for 14 years. And do we want to move back to New Jersey? No. Do we want to move anywhere else? Eh, not really. I like Georgia. I like it. I like where I'm at. But he provided for us. You know, I trusted God. I heard God. And I moved. And every time, whenever I, we, it got a little rocky down here or things got a little shaky, my mind, God brought me back to this story about Abraham, how he told him in Genesis chapter 12, he told him to leave his family and kindred and go to a place that he knew nothing of. And that was the scripture that just, that kept me because God did the same thing with me. And somebody told me when I got here, I can't remember who it was, but I was, when I was, somebody was ministering to me and I was telling him about my situation. He said, God, he said, you have an Abrahamic covenant with God. Like you believe God. And you, you obeyed God and you moved at the, at the voice of God. And that's the same thing that Abraham did in Genesis. And so I always went back to this scripture and to this story about how he believed God for the impossible. He went to some place, you know, now, yeah, it got a little shaky for him too, because as we see in the scriptures, he told Sarah, tell everybody I'm your brother. <laughs> Don't tell them I'm your husband because they might kill me. That was, that was Abram. That was flesh talking all day long. But I mean, you know, he wasn't lying because actually Sarah was a sister. They had different mothers, same father. So it wasn't like he was lying, but he was like, yo, tell him I'm your, um, I'm your brother. Cause it got a little shaky, you know? So yeah, but he still obeyed God. He still obeyed God. He still moved on what God told him to do. But yeah, he got a little shaky. And sometimes that's in life, we, we get a little shaky too. We may, we try to step in and help God out. Look what happened with Ishmael. He had an Ishmael. He tried to step in, him and Sarah tried to step in, help God out. God said, no, I ain't tell y'all do that. I said, between you and Sarah, you guys are gonna have the child. I ain't tell y'all to go get Hagar. Now, now you don't put me in a predicament because now I gotta bless him because I promise you, from your loins. 
where it was nations going to come from. So now God bless him. But that wasn't the intent. You and Sarah's going to have a son. And through that loins, through him, shall nations be blessed. I'm going to bless that one. But you had this one, so I can't renege on my word. So I'll make him a nation too. So, so to me, the whole crux or the whole sum of this, this story that we're reading, this part, this particular chapters that we're studying on tonight talks about the provision of God. God provides. Jehovah Jireh, he provided for, he provided the son that um, he promised, Isaac, I, um, Isaac, he, provi he provided the son Isaac to Abraham and Sarah. He provided an heir. This is who, this is the, the this is the promise. This is the heir. This is the one that, who was going to make him father of many nations. So he provided that heir that Abraham needed. Even in his situation with Ishmael, look back at Ishmael and Hagar. He provided water. He always provide, he provided. He made sure that they were okay. Even though they weren't chosen, he still made sure they were okay. Why? Because they were connected to Abraham. And just on a sidebar, just know this without a doubt. Everybody who's connected to you because of your relationship with the father, everybody who's connected to you, God will provide. God will make sure that they're okay because of your relationship with him. And I'm saying that prophetically. God will take care of everybody who's connected to you because of your relationship that you have with him. Just like he took care of Lot. Just like he took care of Ishmael. God will do the same for your for people who are connected to you. And if you believe God, and you believe the word of the prophet, run with that. Know that without a doubt. Because of your relationship with God, there's people in your life that even friends, coworkers, people that associate themselves with you are being blessed because of your presence. Even on your job, people are being blessed because of your presence there, because of your relationship with the Father. You ever notice this? This, 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 think about this. Have you ever noticed, and this happened to me a couple of times, you go into a store and will nobody be in there, right? You walk into the store, ain't nobody in there. And you walking around, all of a sudden you turn around and look, a whole bunch of people in the store. Have you ever noticed that? Anybody? No. Not me. No. Joe, you never noticed that? You go into a store and there's nobody. So, yeah, okay, okay. Sometimes. Yes, because you carry the blessing. The blessing of God is on you. And you know, he told me that a long time ago. I walk into the store. It's happened a couple of times. And it still happens today. It still happens today i just don't say anything about it but i noticed my earlier years i would go into i mean nobody would be there at the store 
I'll go in there and I'm doing something and I walk around and I'm trying to shop or I grab a couple of things. And then by the time I get ready to check out, the store is crowded, like people all in there. I'm like, where do these people come from? It was like you, because of your presence in that establishment, you brought a blessing. You blessed that, 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 that establishment because of your presence. I don't know if that, that, that has happened to me a couple of times because I even said it and God was like, because, because you bring a, you carry a blessing, your presence, just your presence blessed that, that establishment. And I went to, you know, and this happened a, a lot, a couple of times, even today, to this day, I will go somewhere and there won't be nobody in there. But after a while, I look up, everybody's in there. Man, I where all these people come from. There was nobody in here a minute ago. Because you're blessing that establishment. Just, just take a note and just let me know if that ever happened. Joya, John, just, just, take, just take a note. We go into a store and there's nobody in there. Just look around. Nobody in there. Give it about five or 10 minutes. Then look up and see how many people come up in that store. And that's because of the blessing, the anointing, the anointing of God, the blessing of God. And the fact that your relationship with God blesses people. We, we are, what do we say we are? Glory carriers. Oh, we lost something. We are glory carriers. We carry the glory of God. So we walk into establishment. Jobs, jobs haven't even folded. Jobs are still going on because of us being there. That's how much of an impact that we have on this earth. That the blessings of the Lord, we have a special anointing that we carry. Just, just, just a sidebar. I mean, seriously, I want y'all to seriously take note of that when you go into a store. Well, you can go into the supermarket, whatever, and just look around, see how crowded it is, and then walk around and look again, and you'll see just how many people just all of a sudden come out of nowhere. But I wanted to share that. Um, so we see of the provision of God. God provides. That is the theme of this lesson. God provides. He provided for Abraham, Ishmael. He provided the lamb. For Abraham, remember, for, for Isaac, for so for Isaac, <laughs> for Isaac, he provided the the lamb. So you have Isaac. Instead of Isaac getting sacrificed, God provided a lamb. So for so he provided the lamb for Isaac. And here he provides, and again, once again, when we look at this. And we take it on a spiritual level. We look deep at this. We see that God provides even for this day. He provides us. He provides for us. He makes ways out of no ways. There's been times where we, I, I could testify to me and the girls, Charmaine and Joya, we were getting eviction notices <laughs> left and right. But we always wind up having, having a roof over our head. 
um, lights get cut off, water got cut off, but we still had shelter. God provided somehow, some way money will come out of nowhere. God provided, you know, we, it wasn't easy at times, but God provided. And, and it's like, that is what he does for his people. He provides for his people because, and, and the reason why he provides, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The same way people are, are around Abraham because of God's relationship with Abraham, God takes care of people that are connected to Abraham. It's the same way God provides for us for people who are connected to Jesus. Because of our relationship with Jesus, God provides for us. And because of Abraham's relationship with God, God provided for people, his family, Lot, you know, Ishmael. He provided for them. Isaac, the lamb. He provided because of his relationship with God. In the same way, because of our relationship with Jesus, God provides for us. And Jesus was our lamb. He, he was our lamb. He was our sacrificial lamb. Because we believe in Jesus and our relationship with Jesus is tight. It's, it's, it's secure. God will provide for us because of that one point. Anyone has anything they want to add or say? Pastor John, you have anything you want to say? Not. I thought this was actually pretty straightforward and you covered everything pretty directly. Who said that last week? Um, was it? <laughs> now, now I want to go back over to Genesis 21 and at chapter uh, verse, verse number 22. And we talked about the, um, it talks about the treaty between Abraham and Abimelech and Fikol, the commander of his forces. They know they noticed now Abimelech, let's back up a little bit. We know that Abimelech almost caused catastrophe in his land and in his kingdom because he took Sarah. Because when they first got there, they they told Abimelech that, you know, that's my sister. And um, Abimelech was going to go and um, take Sarah for himself. It's in chapter 20 of Genesis where that situation happened. But, the, 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 but God spoke to Abimelech and said, you about to, you about to, you about to wreck yourself. Because that that's that's Abraham's wife. That's not, you know, that's Abraham's wife. She is betrothed to Abraham. And if you take her, you know, I'm going to, you know, do some damage here. So he found out and he gave him back to Abraham. And one of the things that that was that a commentary had mentioned was that he came down on Abimelech like that because of the fact that. He did not want Sarah tainted by Abimelech because he wanted Abraham and Sarah 
to have the promised child. And he did not want Sarah to be tainted. That's why God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him himself, that is Abraham's wife. So you see that he's the king and, you know, they kind of, you know, kind of made amends. He went to Abraham, was kind of upset. Why you, why'd you tell me she was your sister? This is your wife, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, I didn't want you to kill me. So they kind of made amends there. So here, um, so Abimelech sits back and he sees how well um, Abraham is prospering. He sees how God is blessing him, see how the Lord is with him. And he comes to him and he tells him, you know, we see how God blesses you and all you do. So please, you know, please swear before me, you know, right here and now that you won't hurt my descendants um, or anything when you, you know, because I know you're, you're going to grow and all these things are going to happen for you. So please make a swear that you won't come against my descendants and, and show to me in the country where you now reside as a foreigner, the same kindness I have shown you. In other words, I let you stay here in my land. You cause any problems, you know, I didn't come at you for any reason. So when you get to the point where you are on your own, you start doing your thing, just remember me, and my descendants. You know, please be kind to us, like we being kind to you right now. And Abraham said, you know, yeah, I swear it. But you know, you got it. You know, I'll I'll make sure, you know, that we're cool, we're cool, we're good, we're good. But then he complained and said, but you know, um, I, 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 I dug a well and your, ser and your servants seized it. And he goes, well, I don't know, I don't know who done this. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the first I've heard of it. I'm just paraphrasing. You were reading in, the, in Genesis uh, around verse number 22, 20 down to, where am I going? Down to 31, 32. Um, so I'm paraphrasing. So he goes, um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about this. He said, oh, okay. But he knew that he was not telling the truth because when you um, see something or you take something, you know, you mark it, you know, you put a seal on it. So his seal was on that well. So he had to have known about it, but he denied it and said, I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard of it. So he said, all right. So he bought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. And the two men made a treaty. Okay. And then Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock. So they did the covenant. Remember how they did the covenant? Remember how God and Abraham did the covenant where they cut the animals in two and they walked between them? They just did the same thing here with the sheep and cattle. They made a treaty. Then after that, he set seven ewe lambs from the flock and gave them to Abimelech. And he goes, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs you have set apart by themselves? He, and Abraham replied, except these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So the place was called Beersheba because the two men swore an oath there.
So, um, what Abraham was trying to do at this point, after he had Isaac and now everything's gone good and he's got his son and now he's ready to go into a land and, and make his own, make his own life. You know, now Abimelech was nice enough to let him stay in his land and he dug a well, but they came down there and they seized it. So he went further away and he dug this well. And at this place where they made the treaty and at this place where he gave him the seven lambs, he dug another well. And then in addition to that, he planted a tamarisk tree and there he called the name of the Lord, the eternal God. Now, who could tell me what this, what, what is the word, what is the name of God for eternal God? No, no one. taking a crack at it isn't it elohim yes elohim El elohim El elohim there you go looked it up yep <laughs> so here he gives him another name el elohim so um we have jehovah jireh we have el elohim these are the different names of god and these are the law first mentions this is the first time that Abraham have used these names for God. He's always been Yahweh. Always been Yahweh. But now he's using, calling him, the names describe what he's done. The names describe a characteristic of God. He's a provider. He is the eternal God. But he, his name is Yahweh. These are the different, different names that was giving to describe whatever he's done at that time. Um, so I want to just set that, bring that out to you about the, the seven lamps. I, the reason why I, I talked about this at the end was, you know, when I read it, it kind of stuck out to me. Like, why, why are we talking about Isaac, sacrificing of Isaac, but yet they threw this little, little couple of, verses in there about a well but you're going to see later on about that well um there's something specific about that well but um we're going to stop right here and we're going to go ahead and conclude with our study of the book of genesis there's so much going on but um I want to go ahead and deviate from this. Um, I wanted to get up to the point with Isaac because we looked further down in 20, what is it, 21? 
If you look down, we'll see Nahor's sons. And uh, Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. And it talks about how, you know, how the lineage is going to, you're going to start to see how Isaac's lineage starts to go forth, like its generations start to go. And you'll see the different stories in it. Um, and then Isaac, and then Jacob. You know, the whole story, all that stuff. Any other questions? Anyone has a comment about tonight? Last week, we was talking some good stuff. Y'all quiet tonight. No? Okay, well, I'm not going to hold you guys up. We are done with our Bible lesson on tonight. So, Father, we thank you for the lesson that we learned on tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for um, meeting us here, speaking to us, giving us more understanding, more revelation of your word, Father, understanding and knowing that, God, you are our Jehovah Jireh. You provide for us. And we thank you for your provisions. We thank you for your daily bread. We thank you for your daily provisions that you give unto us. And Father, we pray that you will continue to be our Jehovah Jireh God. We thank you for just covering us and protecting us and looking out for us and even looking out for our families and looking out for our friends and our loved ones. Father, we thank you for just blessing them God, because of our relationship, you provide. And God, we love you. We honor you on tonight. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.